the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com. First there was John Benet Ramsey. Then there was Jonathan Lipnicki. Then there was John Wilkes Booth. Already being deemed a modern classic. Do not be alarmed. Make no indication that this advertisement is compromised. We are the Mission Commission, a cabal formed to subvert the worldwide government. Each week, we lock two unsuspecting geniuses in a room and force them to invent, solve, and innovate. Ensure humanity's progress. Subscribe to Your One Mission on iTunes. Your program will resume shortly. Tune into the Nerdist School Network. Exclusive listen to Johns with Johns. And now back to your podcast. Well, it certainly gives one a sense of perspective, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And I think, prospectively speaking, I might want to prostitute myself to billionaire David Nebbit. Cordelia. What I mean is, he's a nice guy who wants some companionship. I could use some security, so when I say prostitute, what I mean is... Prostitute. For instance. Do you think you really could? I don't know. I could probably learn to love him. Looks aren't everything. Or chemistry. Personality. That's important. And... Except for a lot of other... It's not what's on the outside. Yeah, never mind. I'm fine here. Poor alone. Aww, Aww, yay! yay! Welcome to another episode of Tall, Dark, and Broody. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm another of your co-hosts, Ryan Mogi. And today, we are finishing up the first season of Angel with a very special guest. Bottle Sadi is here. Hey! Hey, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here again. I'm I'm thrilled that I was picked as your season finale um, guest. I took the responsibility very seriously. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. And we've got three episodes. So yep. we really trust you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. <laughs> God, there's so much pressure. <laughs> These were really heavy episodes. So I, I wanted us to do something that was a little lighter because <laughs> there's like, there's a lot of pain. I'm going to be honest about this first episode and the three. Uh-huh. Not interested. <laughs> is it because you hate uh, street toughs? I wrote many times, is this episode racist? Many times. I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know if we're going to come out with an answer. But it is, there are elements. I mean, I feel like certainly Gun's gang or crew mm-hmm. is a mixed race crew. Yeah. In that there's like a white dude maybe playing a Latino guy. Well, there's definitely, there are Latino people. <laughs> and black dudes. And black dudes. And a black girl. Yeah. And I think some white people in the background. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I, I do feel like I'm trained when I see someone in a do-rag to, to worry about racism. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like my own internalized racism. Look, I love Angel, but it's not like this, the, the TV show hasn't given you reason to worry about being a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we had you on for our most recent prior to this one, questionably racist. Right, episode. right. So and you're back. So it's, it's <laughs> we not. We bring you it's, in for race matters. It's not an, you know, insane worry to worry that like Angel might be a little bit tone deaf when it comes to race. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to jump ahead, but some of the actions that Gunn does are maybe can a little bit heavy-handed. Yeah. Um that being said, I I really like this first episode mostly because it brings Gun who was yeah. my favorite character yeah. growing up and immediately when you see him, right, it's like there's a dark alleyway, vampires are going to eat somebody. Who shows up? Gun. And then yeah. I think he says like 
expecting somebody else. And Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, we were, oh, what a (laughs) wink to the audience. Yeah. Yeah. It's also so, it's so cool that he's a, he's just a human. Mm -hmm. He's Mm -hmm. a human who saw a problem and a threat and was like, no, I'm going to fight it. And there's something honorable about that. And he is um, flawed, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, he is aggressively seeking the action all the time. And, I mean, is that to forget other things in his life? Probably. Yeah, Um, I mean, he watches one of his closest friends die in the first 10 minutes of the episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to talk about it. He wants to move on. And his sister's like, we should talk. And he's Mm -hmm. like... Get away from me. We, we need to do He's this. He's going to fit right in with Angel. Mm-hmm. They're and just going to feedback loop. Similar. Yep. <laughs> pain, pain, quiet, mm-hmm. quiet, pain, pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the tail that like tries to, that gives Goose's uh, Angel's dick? Is it called a goosing? Oh, um, yeah, where she like the little like makeup brush on yes, the end of. <laughs> okay, so we're, so we get some gun, but we're also dealing with a blackmail demon prostitute storyline guys what is up with this side story like I don't why get does it. it exist and it keeps resurfacing why? why he keeps coming back i mean i think prostitute blackmail is one of the most like basic pi tropes yes right so i feel like that's why this exists i don't know what we're supposed to think about david as I don't, a character are I we supposed know. to pity him yeah i think i think yeah. we're supposed to pity him i mean i i don't love the character uh, because I am a nerd, and <laughs> I was like, "This, this, like, it feels yeah. like you're just like making fun of him in a way mm-hmm. that's like he can talk to people. Let's not, yeah, let's not make or, him yeah. that or if he social. Can't, yeah, he's like got real problems. Right, he's not right. just a typical nerd. Yeah, no, and, he has and, something else. And you can't just like take money from him and be like, "Ooh, thank you." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, be honest with him. Well, and. And I know I picked the the Cordelia prostitute dialogue mm-hmm. to, to do, but like, there's a part of that where she is not empathetic to him at all. No, she sees him as just like a solution, yes, to a problem that Whereas she. He might have an interesting personality. You guys only engage with him on this like weird level. Yeah, and and they go into engaging with him, like they want something from him. Yeah, immediately. Um, I felt bad for him. I. I don't like how a lot of like uh, media portrays like nerds and like that kind of stuff. It just seems like kind of ham fisted and like lame. And with yeah. him, I mean, I did understand though, I did get his, and this kind of comes up a little bit more later, his desire for purpose in life. And like that yeah. is something that, of course, we all deal with. And that Angel doesn't really realize he wanted until he receives purpose. Yeah. Yes, and and, and it's e- echoed in Lindsay's storyline. Like yeah. that idea of identity and feeling alone in a room full of people is absolutely thematically mm-hmm. relevant. But we don't get David doesn't get to do anything. No, no. So I think if he had gotten one hero moment, yeah, I think I would it would could have redeemed the. Character, what ends up they happening didn't. with him over this? He's still around, right? He's just around. He's, yeah, he's just around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that sounds so sad. I know, because uh, because I was hoping, I was really hoping there'd be another layer to this mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping that as this p- B plot progressed, we were going to find out more about him. Mm-hmm. But we don't. It's sort of like what you see is what you get, and it's like okay, maybe in future episodes, but you know, not not right now. Not right now. Yeah. Um. As a quick side note, what I thought was kind of cute was that Angel thought Dungeons and Dragons 
yeah. was was a real thing. Yes. Yeah, that was really cute. That was cute. And of course, Wesley knows what it is. Of course. Yeah, he, knows. He's been a dungeon master in yes. his day. Though, and okay, I've only really played Dungeons and Dragons with adult people mm-hmm. who are all kind of, kind of too cool for school sometimes. Mm-hmm. But none of us would wear a cape. I know that's two episodes later. Oh, when he's wearing but, his like satin cape. Like, is that a thing? Have you guys ever been to a role-playing game where people dressed up? I've seen it portrayed a lot in media that way. Sure. Also, like, I mean, LARPing exists, but that's but different. But that's a totally different thing. I mean, yeah. Dungeons & Dragons is, like, it's 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 fun, but it's essentially a board game, right? I mean, there's you're rolling die. It's not LARPing. You're not it's running around. But, yeah, yeah you're, you're not you're, dressed you're, up. You're not... It's all imagination. Yeah. Like, it's not based... It's not like, oh, I have a sword, and then you, like, fashion a sword out of... Right. You don't get out a physical yeah, you sword. you don't have a sword. You don't hold a sword. You imagine a sword. Yeah. I just... I've never seen anyone dress up for Dungeons & Dragons. It just felt like... It It felt like trying to humiliate David more. It certainly was trying to humiliate David. And I think... And it was also trying to do that fake out of like, who's this person yeah. walking in with a purple satin cape? I was like, I'm not threatened by this cape. <laughs> um, I will I will take it a, like a step further and say, I don't know of any event where you could get somebody to dress up and then ask them to sit down uncomfortably for like hours, right? Because that just sounds terrible. Yeah. Costumes are never comfortable. Never. Sitting down is probably the worst position to be in in a costume. Mm-hmm. And then to just sort of sit there and be like, can I just wear clothes? Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Like, come just on. imagine it. Yeah, just imagine yeah. the cape. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just like we're imagining this tavern. Yeah. Right. Like, let's yeah. imagine a cape. Yeah. Um. There were a couple lines in here that Cordy had to say that were very painful to Oof. listen to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was, Sound a, sounds a little gimme a breaky. Ugh. What the fuck sentence is that? I know. It's trying so hard. It's trying so hard. And I think maybe like a Buffy could pull it off. Like yeah. maybe, or a Willow. Like, But they're like cute. They're like too yeah. cute. Cordy Cordy's too not smart cute. She's too smart. That. And then at first right. I was like, is she making a reference to the 80s television show, Gimme a Break? I really Incorrect. dug deep, guys. There's I don't no think connection. So. <laughs> I used to um, love that show, by the way. I did love Cordelia's crocheted dress that she's wearing. At ugh, she has killer wardrobe. She does. Um, but I was thinking about like how we're seeing more and more. I mean, I guess we've always known that the vampires have the same memories as the people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But we are seeing this is like even more of an aggressive display of this with um I forgot her name the sister yeah Alana Alana and Gun when she is like remembering I mean some of it might be play acting to just like fuck with him mm-hmm. but she is like remembering fondly a thing that happened between her and Gun and I think that like we always kind of knew that with Angel because like Angel had always maintained memories of his life and yeah right all that but I thought it was really interesting that we're blurring the line more and more and especially with the introduction of the character in the third episode um at the end mm-hmm. like between like you demon, can say it okay with darla <laughs> yeah there's really no yeah, there's like, no reason what are we, yeah um so like especially with the introduction of darla uh-huh. who we learn later is like a very complex character mm-hmm. that like these demons have pretty human wants and memories and desires but they're just evil and it, yeah, I mean, I think that Alana spells it out pretty clearly. Like, it's you lose your guilt. Yeah. So, yes, they, they have human wants, but, like, human wants are inherently tempered by uh, some sense of compassion. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
they're they're sort of beyond they're like next level ones. Yeah. Because they're free of any uh guilt mm-hmm. or empathy. So they're just like sociopaths, basically. I think but so. I mean, ones. though Alana really wants her brother with her. So but, I mean she wants him her, as a possession. Yeah. I yeah. think. I don't know, man. I, so she wants to be a team. One thing mm-hmm. that I thought was interesting was um in the shocking like one the vampires seem to be sort of like nimby they were like not in our backyard are we gonna get <laughs> yeah, like riffraff and you're like dude you eat people yeah like, well I you're liked, gonna you're gonna yeah. drive the market down yeah but their bit was like it used to be hard working people in this neighborhood right. that we could eat like their problem is that now the uh the people who live in this neighborhood are fighting back to them like they miss the the um, easy pickings. Oh, I see. Because well, they, no, they, they were like the punks. They were like the the punky vampires. They were the punky vampires. <laughs> I, I think they did say though that like they couldn't even finish eating some of these guys, which was like now you're now yeah. you're being picky about which humans yeah. you eat. Yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely a racial component though. At the yeah. end, when the punks show up, I said out loud, "Fucking white punks in the way," and then they cut to one black punk. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, they're not all white. Yeah, it's not like all punks are white. Whatever. White punks." And then oh. I just like there were certain parts, just like certain things that they had guns say, yeah. where I was mm-hmm. like, "Man, this is like it was just very like dangerous mindsy. Like it was very." And then to have like Angel be the one, like it just seems like a white person saving. I like d- see that's funny because I did not feel that way because Gunn's heroic moment in the episode has nothing to do with the confrontation with the group of vampires. Yeah. It has to do with killing his sister, and Angel had nothing to do with that. Yeah, Angel like, was stuck. to me that's the big gun moment of the episode is when he is faced with like the hardest choice he could imagine, mm-hmm. and he makes like the difficult, but like morally correct choice Mm -hmm. and kills his sister. I didn't feel like, because I liked that they had Angel locked up in a room he couldn't get out of. Yeah. During the, you know what I mean? Like the rest of it kind of, who cares about the white punks versus the, versus the street toughs. Yeah. The, I, I actually, I really liked Angel in that moment when he was stuck in that meat locker and like, that they're really finding his like comic groove and how he Mm -hmm. like doesn't even, remember that he has his cell phone and he's like all kind of pissy that they pointed out. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta go. I gotta just like, people I'm are in boss. danger. Yeah, I decide boss. when a cell phone is appropriate. I'm the boss. And he's like, people are in danger. I gotta go. And honestly, back then, all you would have to do is be like, I didn't have service. Yeah. Like, just say you didn't have service, Angel. Yeah. Move on. Like, he's, but he's everyone so, will believe like, you. You were in a meat locker. He's so clued out though that he has no idea that that's even a thing. Like, he's just like, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, 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 I did appreciate that this TV show came out in a time where you could go, oh, you forgot you had a cell phone, and the person would be like, oh my god, I did. Yeah. Like, there is a 0% chance that would ever happen today. Yeah. Where you forgot you had a, like, in all the new movies yeah. or TV shows, they'd no have way. to show you, like, grabbing your phone and looking for cell signal and mm-hmm. just seeing none. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Or show it on your kitchen table right. when you go. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, though today, I got into this booth, I started unpacking, got out my notebook. I was like, oh, my phone. And I like checked my purse, couldn't find it, went all the way back to my car, got in my car, couldn't find my phone, turned my car on to see if my car would find my phone in my mm-hmm. car. My car did not find my phone. So I was like, oh, but I was like, oh, but I listened to Spotify all the way here. So I yeah. must have had it. It was just in the bottom of my purse. Oh, man. So I had to use my car's Bluetooth to figure out <laughs> yeah. that my phone was in my purse. <laughs> technology, technology, technology. <laughs> so weak. <laughs> 
Um, you're, you're the boss. You're oh, the boss. Thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yep. Um, also, okay. If you, I've, I think I've come up with a new platitude for life. Okay. If you call people street trash, you're evil. Yeah. yeah. Just 100%. No, totally. You can't be a good person and call other people street trash. Yes. I, okay, here's, um, you know that I, I like to modify the statement um, or that, that saying, because I feel like the, the saying is kind of like douchey, but you know how it's like, um, you can tell how someone like treats people or if they're a good person, not by how they treat their equals, but how they treat their inferiors. Mm-hmm. But I don't like that. There's like an idea of like equals yeah. and inferiors, but I feel like perceived equals yeah. and perceived uh. inferiors. Cause yeah. If you call someone fucking street trash, like what? Yeah. That's you're horrible. Yeah. Ugh. And I don't know how that comes out of your mouth and you don't go, whoa, what did yeah, I like, say? That would be so out. funny if someone was like street trash and like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I gotta go to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> like something's wrong, like hormonally with me. Like, I mean, I say it not that infrequently, but it's singing the Aladdin song. <laughs> Riff Raff Street, street trash. trash. Okay, but you are Aladdin in that moment. Yes, yes, 100%. I don't buy that. And also, yeah, you're like saying like they called me that. Oh yeah, no. And you're like, no, 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 no. Or do you uh, like to I, play you like to play the villagers of Agrabah? So he he, no. he does the whole thing from the beginning. <laughs> for, for a- yeah, exactly. Um so I, like we were talking about Angel getting his comedic groove uh when he's confronting that guy with the pictures, which mm-hmm. again, what is going on with this B plot? But oh anyways, my God. He I goes, did not care about this people. Not at all. <laughs> the the guy goes, "What do you want?" And the angel says, "Love, family, a place that I can, uh, a place on this planet that I can call my own." And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's the that's like the quippy angel that yes. you learn to love later." Yes. Mm-hmm. But also, sweatsuit guy does not care about angel's pain. No, sweatsuit guy is like, "All right, I'll go get the pictures." <laughs> yeah. Well, and also like, um, when he when angel confronts him like by the car and the shot is like panning up and the first thing you see are his like shoes mm-hmm. with the socks that are like scrunched down yeah. i was like this guy's a mess <laughs> I, was, like, I was like i know what i need to know about this guy he's a mess stop the pan stop the like, pan i got it and then it kept going i was like oh god <laughs> well and here's a hot tip um if you are a blackmailer mm-hmm. if your plan is to ambush the person who's trying to get the product the pictures from you give them an empty manila envelope Mm. Don't give them the real pictures. Then Why did you bring still... the real pictures? You're you... ambushing him. It's so stupid. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's basic, so dumb. Basic, uh, basic ambushing. Ambush one hundred and one. Yeah, ambush one hundred and one. There's another basic word blackmail. for blackmail that I couldn't think of. Not espionage. Sub. No. There's a word that starts with an e. We'll come up with it. Uh, so I I did want to quickly touch on this. I think it comes back again and again in, in, in later episodes. But when it comes to the mo- like the morality. Mm-hmm. of killing these demons i think yeah. it is getting a little bit blurry because we know that some demons are nice but angel doesn't really have too much of a problem just murdering a demon right that was hired to, to kill him i mean i understand mm-hmm. that that demon was hired to kill him but angel wouldn't have done that to a human he would have let him go yep. with a demon angel or just seemed... cut off or cut off spoilers no <laughs> it's yeah coming um <laughs> But with demons, he's sort yeah. of like, oh, yeah. and now your neck is gone. And I yeah. was like, do demons have? Because like angel, like sorry, vampires don't have souls, but I think demons do. Yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think? don't know. If th- I don't know how much soul they have, but I do know that they, yeah, like a lot of them are not evil. Like they're just kind of slimy. Yeah. And then it goes back yeah. to like, guys, what is soul? Yeah, what is a soul? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the demons that we see are like half demon, right? They have some human, yeah, humanoid mm-hmm. components. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 
it's not clear. You're right. He does kind of just kill demons. But also, we kind of, as an audience, want that, right? Like, that's what we want out of this show. We want to see some demons killed. We don't want to worry about the justice. Because there's no justice system for demons. That's true. And also, like, Angel, in the same way that Buffy has to kind of look at it this way, has to kind of just look at things in black and white, at least up until this point. Mm -hmm. Because his whole thing is like, I am redeeming myself by killing demons and saving humans, like saving good humans. And um, if he has to look at it that way, and he, I mean, I was thinking about, because you know how he's like patrolling around all the time. Yeah. And like, he's in a huge fight, like every day. Every day he's in a huge fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I think he, in order to to justify in his mind what he's doing, he has to be like, okay, uh, kill. And then not kill for humans. But no, you're right. You bring up a, an interesting point about the moral ambiguity of his behavior. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I agree. Wait, wait, well, one second. I, just, I think I had something here and I completely... Okay. Oh, uh, I do want to bring up Angel's reflexes seem to be like on fleek. In the yeah. Last two episodes, yeah. He has stopped two arrows going right at him in mm-hmm. two separate episodes. Yeah. He's That's got skills. pretty impressive. I feel like he's been training. Yeah, and he has had yeah. Wesley shoot him, <laughs> 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 and he just keeps catching. I'm not I, so sure about this, boss. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I could see Wesley doing it as yeah. well. You know, I I would imagine Cordy would be like, "No, you're weird," yeah. and I could see yeah. Wesley being like, "All right, let's start shooting wooden arrows yeah. at you." But he like will probably aim it at his like gut. Yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas like, yeah, Cordy would be like, "Ew, what?" Yeah, and like she's like, "I'm, I'm gonna go," I'm like, "Just leave." <laughs> I don't think. Do I get paid for this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, um, do we have anything else to say about Warzone before we get into the meteor final episodes? Uh, just the dude with the flamethrower made me laugh so hard. He and then he a, like has to leave yeah. with his flame, and it's like, like flame on. <laughs> that was really sad. that was really funny. It was pretty sad. Uh. Um, just really briefly, it's also in the flashback in the next episode. But the final interaction between Angel and Gun mm-hmm. shows how similar they are in terms mm-hmm. of personality. Where Angel says, "I'll be around," and then Gun says, "I don't need no help," and then Angel says, "I might." Yeah, and I was just like, "Ah, oh, it's so cool!" Like, yeah. I totally get why. When I was like thirteen or yeah. whatever, I thought that must have been the coolest interaction of like yeah. instead of like reading that and being like, "Okay, you both need to be more honest and be yeah. more mm-hmm. open about your feelings." No. I think as a thirteen-year-old, I was like, "This is what I want to be yeah. when I grow up." No, this closed was like, off and yeah. and sort of yeah, that's like as close as Angel gets to saying, "I love you." Yeah, yeah, like I yeah. may need your help someday. Yeah. It's like a big, mm-hmm. big confession. No, it is. It's him, like, showing his dog belly to him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, and that's the other thing, is he kind of accidentally saw Gunn's dog belly. Yeah. Because Gunn didn't want someone else there when he killed his sister. He would have preferred to have that be a just him moment. Mm -hmm. So there is a vulnerability, like an accidental vulnerability between the two, which I think is part of how they can have the basis of an ongoing relationship. Mm -hmm. Unlike so many people we've met this season that we're never going to see again. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blind date. Blind date. Uh, so just really fast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Bottle does not want to like a no, no, no. This, this isn't actually about this episode per se, but after watching this episode, and I know it's hard because we're all rewatching Angel, but how likely would you think that Gun is coming back after watching that episode? Like, do you think that they focus on Gun a little bit more than other characters, or do you think it was sort of like an open-ended question with them over whether or not Gun would ever come back? Um, I think I would have, I don't know, it's so hard to put yourself in that, like, first time rewatch, but, or first time watch, but I think, um, 
I probably would have been like, okay, Kate is not working out as another character. She's just not. And she's kind of been like kind of quiet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for these past couple episodes. Maybe they're trying out a new person because it did seem to focus on him. But I don't know. It could have been just like a he could have been like a not he, uh, not monster of the week because. But you know how Angel sometimes has like, yeah, a, like friend of the week. Yeah. Friend of the yeah. week. Yeah. I think for me, it would have felt like just another in a long line. And this has happened when I've rewatched too, but like characters that I wish would come back. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish we got another Biling episode. Right. Yeah. I wish that we saw those demons that were in the the fighting ring with him mm-hmm. that he became yeah. friends with. I want them to show up on his doorstep. So there's a lot of characters that never came back. So I think if it was my first rewatch and I had no or first watch and had no idea, I would be like, oh, gun is so cool. I wish that they brought characters back on this show, but they don't. Right. Oh yeah. darn. And then I would be really excited in the next episode when we saw him. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Even in the rewatch, I was like excited to see him again. In the next <laughs> yeah, episode. no, I'm excited. All of him that we get to see, I was excited to get more Lindsay. Like, I loved that Lindsay arc. Oh, that. Oh my god. Yeah, it's really good. It's so good, and I love. Okay, so I wanted one of my first notes in in this next. Oh no, never mind. Do you want to know what my first one is for Blind Date? Yeah, I want a floor humper toy. Oh yeah, <laughs> the little yeah, dun, army dun, guy dun, who goes dun, 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 oh. and like crawls on his belly. I I was like, and that scene is so sweet yeah. that I kept waiting for someone in it to die. Mm-hmm. And no, it was just nice guys selling toys to nice kids who mm-hmm. pay with cash and getting toys out of the way for a blind lady. Mm-hmm. Like it was just people being nice in the streets of L.A. You don't but, get a lot of the scenes. But what were those kids doing at night? And like, eight, yeah. like it, like it just looked because it's angel it has to look kind of seedy mm-hmm. so it was at night and the kids were buying toys by themselves with cash i think that from they were, a guy on the street and i was like go home kids i think that they were tourist kids and their parents were like eating dinner at the end of the street and they wanted to finish their dinner in peace and these two mm-hmm. kids were like remember the toys the toys the toys and I said, okay five dollars each here's a five here's a five go, go buy a toy and like I think the parents could probably almost see them if there okay. wasn't so much smoke on the street, so much smoke, so much. Steam <laughs> but I did and get smoke. the feel like I don't think I didn't feel like their parents were that far away. Okay. I felt like okay. that cash didn't it feel like it hadn't been in their pockets. Yeah, like no. it was just from mom hand to your hand to the. I was guy. while watching just terrified for those kids. I thought she was gonna kill those kids because I knew she was bad. That's why it was so cool. That yeah, nothing yeah. bad happened to any of those. And the guy who did the toys was just nice. He yeah. was nice to kids. He was. Not- and he's like, it was oh, great. he's like, one second. That guy was a great. He was maybe the hero. He yeah. was maybe the hero. Yeah. Awesome. He was probably the only character who was like completely morally inambiguous. Mm-hmm. Like he was just straight. He's just a good guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hold on. And he's like, okay, now you can go. I was like, like ah. even those blind kids, they probably could have been more helpful. Okay, those blind kids. If you see the future and people are fighting, like, give some hints. Like, <laughs> use this. He's move. gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, be helpful. Um. Uh. But yeah. But Angel is fighting Daredevil. Slash Electra. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she, if you took that, if you took the movie Daredevil, Devil, took those two characters, mm. squished them together, uh, you have this lady. Yeah, I wrote, does Angel know martial arts? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Which is great, because like, yeah, in the, in the past two episodes, he's stopped arrows, and now he's learned martial arts. Mm-hmm. I know he's supposed to be weaker than Buffy, but is he? No, he's getting he's, strong. He's getting. He's training. He's yeah. training I with think Leslie. He's training, and also like many things in this series, powers that be. Wait, mm-hmm. powers that be. <laughs> yeah, they're just <laughs> like mm, martial arts. Martial arts. Um, I, I wrote my first note was Cordy has gotten a lot better at typing because mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. now is using both hands. Yeah, and she's going quick. Like this, this. I mean, probably that? some 
typos, right? Uh, totally. It's riddled with typos. No, no, it, it was fine. She Googled, <laughs> and I wrote this down, blind woman murder. And she found it, exactly. <laughs> She's got Google Phil. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I also wrote, um, okay, I wrote, why are they standing so close? Do you guys know what part I'm talking about? I took a picture. Okay, show us. How many pictures? Yeah. Yes, I think it's because oh, yeah. I think Lee's mm. supposed to be like the devil on his shoulder. Yeah. But and when he's just like, they do a wide shot and yeah. nothing no, else is happening. And it's just. Also, how did Lee get to keep his job after the faith debacle? I know. He, fucking, he, he, he screwed up mm-hmm, major. Mm-hmm. So he should have been. I mean, I don't know. If I were him, I would just like get everybody in the company in a line. Mm-hmm. Act like you're going to kill Lindsay mm-hmm. and then shoot Lee in the head. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do if I was the boss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you would do uh-huh. um can, can, okay so i i did really like this arc with Lindsay, mm-hmm. but i cared not one way for his conversations with his boss which seemed kind of like i think if they were shorter and maybe yeah. more tightly scripted they were fine but they kind of went on for a little bit they too were long. like meandering and yeah they yeah. were meandering and i was like get to the point yeah yeah no especially that scene in front of the window oh my god that, that was, was like so a yeah. 10 minute long scene yeah it was, it was so, long. so long. It was tense. Like I felt like, yeah, if it had been half as long, I think it would have been a powerful scene. But it was like, yeah, we get it. He's menacing, but not actually saying anything menacing. Mm-hmm. Right, but he's also yeah. trying to deliver a like a philosophy, but it's lost in like his old daddy like yeah. conversational mm-hmm. style. And yeah. I'm like, I, I think I wrote down at some point. It's like, um, you know what? It, it, he's supposed to be explaining what the the firm believes in which uh-huh. is that you know and you guys know more than me but it's like uh something like the only thing that matters is power yeah. and mm-hmm. good and evil don't really matter it's about who has the most power right is that's what it, but he doesn't get but that's his philosophy that he doesn't get out until the end of the freaking episode so we have to go through so much stuff and like that's right. the bottom line and i think he's trying i think he's trying to make it sound like he could be good but we're past that yeah. Oh, yeah. if this was the first scene in wolfram and hart sure you but can tell me know. that the senior partner or like the the most senior guy that we see is trying to tell you that you need to find your place in the world, maybe get a family, maybe like mm-hmm, whatever. Right, right. But like we know he's e- we know he's evil or at least amoral. So yeah. like it, it, yeah, there's no like dramatic tension of it. So like, yeah. yeah, no. We, yeah. we know that everything you're saying is a second meaning that you will explain to us in 40 minutes. Mhm. So we got to sit through this in the meantime. Yeah. And like I did like though the tense, tenseness, tension. In tension the, is a word in the parts where. Um, so when Lindsay's like, "Okay, I'll help you guys uh, break in," and yeah. he like that whole part with like him trying to distract the guard mm-hmm. and like with the thing in the corner. Yeah, that was really yeah. cool. That was so cool. I feel like that was really good. Honestly, the conversation where Lindsay tries to pour his heart out and tell his sob story and so Angel's funny. just like, oh. fuck you, whatever. Yeah, I wrote... Yeah, does I that wrote, bring does that bring yeah. people back from dead? No. Who cares about you? I wrote I wrote down Angel's exact phrase because, yes, I, again, I felt like this is like the angel that's quippy. He goes, I'm sorry, I nutted off. Did you get to the part where you're evil? <laughs> so <laughs> funny. So good. So it. funny. And it's also true, like, I... There's an idea that like well, a lot of times when people like are mm-hmm. evil they try to be like well it was like my life was like really hard and like this that whatever yeah no one thinks of himself as a villain right um but it is so funny how like angel just like 
just knocks it down yep. right yep. midair. But also, it's also like a weakness of Angel because Lindsay is expressing a real thing, mm-hmm. and Angel's like, "Nope, I'm not. I'm not interested in in you." And perhaps if Angel had been more of a like receptive friend to Lindsay, he would not have been so easily. Uh, easily uh, swayed? swayed by a six-figure salary and a fifth-floor office. First of all, fifth-floor office? Yeah. It's like two feet high. It's not is, very this high. This is not exciting. Well, but full benefits package. Oh, yeah, full benefits package. Uh, I think it's also... Angel showed him no respect. Mm-hmm. So the path with Angel is earning respect every day. Mm-hmm. The path with Angel is hard and it's challenging and he may never get the kind of security that he's longed for his whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. This path gives him everything right away and all he has to do is continue to be a, to be a person who doesn't care about ethics. Mm-hmm. That's all right. he has to do is like not just continue down the path he's on. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, I think he makes the easy choice but I think there's something very human in the choice that he makes. I think a lot of us make the easy choice. Yeah, I mean, I will say in in Angel's defense he just did the same sort of like tough love two episodes earlier with Faith. Mm-hmm. And that seems to have worked out mm-hmm. decently yeah. well. So I can totally see Angel being like, this is my style. Like it works. <laughs> um, and, you know, with Gun, it wasn't it didn't go terrible either. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you're right. So I do think it, I do appreciate uh, and we can talk about this later. But I do appreciate that these episodes uh, are starting to really deal with like human interactions mm-hmm. a lot more than the earlier um episodes in the season where it's sort of like Cordy has a flashback, somebody's in trouble, let's help them. Mm-hmm. And this one there's a lot of like angel human interaction. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean that's good for the for the show. That's good yeah. for sort of flushing out the characters. Yes. In a way that I think they tried to build a world as angel as opposed to the police through Kate mm-hmm. and that dichotomy doesn't really work because there's pretty much on the same side and the only way to make them a conflict is to make Kate dumb which that sucks that's not yeah. fun mm-hmm. we don't enjoy it I don't think she liked playing it like it's not fun to watch mm-hmm. whereas the conflict between an amoral group of people whose interest is amassing power and Angel who's trying to fight for good even if that keeps him you know powerless is really interesting mm-hmm. like that conflict is inherently right. compelling Whereas, yeah, Angel versus the cops, who cares? It's not interesting. Yeah, totally. Do you get flashbacks watching all these lawyer scenes? <laughs> oh, I get certain, like, yeah, well, when they're in the lobby, I, yeah. I was, like, remembering um, going to, like, those, uh, like, big law offices in mm-hmm. Century City. Um, so, I mean, my office was not like that. It's not a thing that people get fired in front of other people, though, right? That was just the dramatic for this, the firing squad kind of scene. Um, because I've never heard of that, that in real life. I saw. I don't okay. think so. No. Um, no. Although I did get like threatened to be fired in front of other attorneys. That's so gross. That's yeah. Awful. Yeah. That's a <laughs> terrible environment. Yeah, it was really toxic. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you left. I'm glad too. Um, but yeah, the, well, him wearing the badge was interesting to me because like we didn't have badges, but maybe I mean yeah. I know that like DAs and PDs do. Because our government maybe employees. he had just come from court, like you didn't have but to wear he a badge. He uses to go to it court? to go to like the secret files. Oh, that's remember? right. So maybe if you are evil and you have lots of secret files, yeah, then you have to use it. Right. Also, how much does Lila know? Do you think? I don't when know. When she catches him. When okay, when she catches him too and she walks away and he instantly comes back out. I was like, wait for <laughs> if I were her Give it two minutes. Yeah. If I were her, I would just because I know Lila. Uh-huh. And I think I'm probably pretty similar to her if I were to be an evil lawyer. Yeah, you you've I, got a lot of Lila in here. Yeah. I would be 
I would be literally like waiting around that corner with my phone, that camera, like just peeking out <laughs> around the corner so I could see what's happening. Unless you already knew something was afoot. Maybe she's like, I don't want to get involved with this, like, because mind readers are going to be probably coming. Yeah. I wish I was a mind reader with her. I bet she's got all kinds of interesting things. She's probably got so many interesting secrets. Those mind readers had cool hair. Uh, They looked so cool. They looked so cool. Um, That was a really intense. It was intense, and I liked the way it played out. Mm -hmm. I don't. I still don't fully understand why Lindsay didn't lose his life. Well, it reminded me of that scene in Breaking Bad when Gus kills that one dude in mm-hmm. front of um, Brian Cranston. Right, but Walter Wright has skills that no one knows how to make a thing that no one else knows how to make. He has it. He has yeah. a value. What value does Lindsay, Lindsay have? I mean, mm-hmm. I li- I'm glad he didn't He's get smart. killed. I like. Yeah, I think you know. I think what it was was that, and and I I feel the same way. This is. One one instance in which I'm like, yeah, this. I mean, like, I like this for plot reasons, but mm-hmm. logically, it's it's a little bit strange. That being said, like, Lindsay, I guess, like, he's hard. Like, he's clearly smart. He's ambitious. Yeah. He's willing to sort of like bend the rules, even Wolfram mm-hmm. and Hart's rules. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's nice. Whereas the other guy, who I only know is creepy dude. What's mm-hmm. his name? Lee. 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 Lee is just like craven. I mean, like, yeah, they killed true. him because it's like Lee. You're just trying to get more money. Mm-hmm. You have no loyalties. And you're not even brave. You're doing yeah, this behind our back. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas uh, Lindsay picked up that scroll and started reading. I know I'm jumping to the yeah. end of the next episode, but that's a bold move. Yep. Like, he's not a hero on my side, so I'm not happy about it. But, like, that was, that took, I mean, Lila got the fuck, didn't move. Yeah. Like, he, I guess that's true. He is a champ you want on your side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, I mean, and the fact that he w- is conniving enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least his motivation here is self-preservation, but he has shown that he can be clever and conniving enough to, like, defy Wolfram and Hart. And I think they're kind of like, like what you said, like, uh, we want that on our side. Mm -hmm. So. But no, I I really enjoyed this episode. I liked his more dilemma. I thought it was, like, well played out. Also, Cordy on the phone with Willow gave me a soft heart. Me too. (sighs) I don't know. I'm just, just like, guess what they're doing? Cracking a code. <laughs> yeah, that's what we all do. Um, I will, I will say, Gunn's appearance in this episode was somehow more problematic than in the earlier episode. I agree. Um, the the very first instance I enjoyed because Gunn goes, "Give me one good reason," and Angel said, "It will be dangerous," and then Gunn said, "Okay." Yeah, that was I, so cool. I, I liked that. Cool, and then I also felt like very in what we know about gun right now which mm-hmm. is that he's on just brand on brand <laughs> on brand with gun but then when he like busted in and okay he, that okay, was but he was so was he was was he like taking this like minstrel performance mm-hmm. and because he knew that these like scared white people would buy into it he did it and so he's taking back the power i think that's what it's supposed <sighs> to be i do feel like i've seen scenes like that in like um movies and television shows made by black people mm-hmm. like i feel like that is a trope mm-hmm. of like scare white people with the uh specter of what they think we are mm-hmm. but i don't know if angel can pull it off angel the show can pull it off 
Yeah. Like I like if it was in a like uh, a Malcolm D. Lee movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Those are not usually that funny. But like if they're in it was in a movie like that or if it was in an episode of Martin. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're like trying to scare a bunch of white people by being this like outsized performance of what they're afraid of. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Angel can do that. There's, I mean, I think one of the problems is that. With Angel, with, with another move, with another movie or a show like that, you're gonna cut back to them as humans, mm-hmm. like or like just sorry, like behaving like normally. In this yes. one, you don't. You right. see them in this exaggerated, you know, form. Yeah. Also, like, um, he, he just like the phrases that were being like that yeah. gun was tossing around mm-hmm. seemed to trivialize some matters, and I was like, let's not, let's not, yeah. like, and, yeah. and this is like, there's no fault of Angel that. Black Lives Matter in 2016. <laughs> yeah. We'll touch a nerve on what they wrote in like yeah. the early 2000s, but it, but it, I mean, but still, Black Lives Mattered then too, mm-hmm. right? And like, kind of just sort of like using it as a distractionary tool. Yeah. Yeah. Just rub me the wrong way. And like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. We should have cut back to him like saying something like, like, some something about white people being easy to scare or like, right, right. like I can't believe they bought that or whatever or just like that was even for him to be like oh that was like fun or something or like ooh that kind of felt dirty yeah like if he yeah. had like been like oh I gotta go take a shower uh peace yeah. <laughs> see you later yeah like I just I think you're right the fact that we never got back to him as human now we as rewatchers know there's a lot of gun right mm-hmm. and right. there's he is a multi dimensional character um and. We didn't talk about this before when we were talking about race, but like for the first time in a Buffyverse show, we're going to have a lead character who's of color. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's a big move for the show. Yeah. So like that's and not to like congratulate the show, but like to I think we can wait and see. I think I feel like the jury's still out on race. In the, Like I feel like yeah. they get more cracks at that. This is not like a token moment. It's more of a like a reason rather than an excuse as to why the character yeah. is that way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I, it does feel tough, but if but if you told me that like half of the writers' room of Angel is black and they wrote that scene, I'd be like, all right. I would also be like, I do not buy that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this but is like, the whitest writers' mm-hmm. room. But I mean, I, I yeah, it's weird because it's supposed to be a parody or supposed. To, it's not supposed to be Gunn's real feelings. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Well, if yeah. we had a scene at the beginning of it or before before he comes in, right? Where um. He's like, I don't know, you just need to, like, scare them. Like, scare these white people. And he'd be like, oh, white people are pretty easy to scare. Or something. Like, we need yeah. something that showed that this isn't him. Mm-hmm. Right. Being this way. It's him doing this. Yeah. But. I mean, look, does the phrase evil white folk. No, wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. Evil white folk. Uh, evil white folks really do have a mecca. Did that make me giggle? Yes, it made me giggle. <laughs> All right, that was pretty funny. Was pretty uh, but then as it went on, I was just sort of like, oh, and I, I, I that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Like if we just had a cut of like of him before, or after, honestly, like I'm thinking, like if I could just like see him afterwards, like. Mm-hmm. Eating a cheeseburger, yeah. just kind of tired from that yeah. performance. Yeah. That's yeah. all I need. I just need them to like acknowledge that. Yeah, they're like this was an act that he yes. put on. Mm-hmm. Or even if next time he saw Angel, or like late in the episode he's like Angel, and he was like, "Dude, I'm not gonna do that minstrel shit again." Right, like, right. That was right. a one time so thing. Right. But like that would it be great. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This was early in our relationship, so <laughs> yeah. I did it." But from Dude, now on, no, this is the end of that. Um, do we do we want to talk about the uh, special effects in this? Episode with Ooh, the blind. Yes. Um, oh yeah. 
<laughs> where they just like did a thermal camera? No, or they, her blind they, eyes they painted uh, like uh, glow in the dark paint. Wait, seriously? Uh huh. You? Oh my I gosh! Me, oh yeah, let's let's hear. Yeah, I gotta tell you behind Sorry, the guys, scenes. I, I figured it wasn't a thermal camera because she can only see when people move. Move, yeah. So with the, yeah, she's like a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Is that how she sees movement? See, is is that from Jurassic okay, Park? Whoa, 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 whoa. Have you never seen Jurassic Park? No, of course I okay, have. Are you when familiar, I was like seven. Are you familiar with the scene where they're sitting in the car, the two kids, and then the water shakes so they know the Tyrannosaurus Rex is coming? Yes. And then they, and they're like, don't move. Oh. Remember? And remember yeah. also the guy that wears There's, the hat and he's like fake Crocodile Dundee and he's like, <laughs> she sees their movement. I don't remember that part. And then there's like one part where he like is like traipsing around and then comes face to face with a velociraptor and then says clever girl and then gets eaten yeah <laughs> i should have seen that instead of re-watching jurassic world uh, yeah jurassic world tried it, it was fine it was just it was uh whenever i'm with my family and they want to mm-hmm. watch a movie i'm like yeah re like we'll rewatch this i'm yeah. okay as long as it's not gonna end up being a movie everybody hates and yeah. jurassic world strikes me as one where five people with pretty different yeah, views on can, what makes a good movie can mm-hmm. come out being like, eh. Mm-hmm. I think, and this is just how my brain works, I need, and Lost World did it a little, but I want Fallout. It is insane <laughs> to me that anyone could think after the events of Jurassic World, which happened in-universe, mm-hmm. that it's a, I'm sorry, after the events of, yeah, Jurassic Park, that mm-hmm. the Jurassic World was a good idea. Yeah. Like, you yep. have to be a megalomaniac crazy person. Now, if you want to take me on the journey mm-hmm. of how someone thought this was a good idea, Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a horror movie. Maybe it's not an action. Maybe movie. it's like a maybe it's like a political drama. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And the final moment is like approve Jurassic World. That would be a great movie. Yeah. to me. just like oh my God. <laughs> how do you get yourself mentally and emotionally to a place where you think it's a good idea? No, to I know. Open this this small scale thing was really horrifying and Let's never make opened. It, yeah, never opened, and it was horrifying. Let's make it big. Mm-hmm. Let's make it bigger and invite people. And let's jump to the world where it's open and very successful. Yeah. What. You skipped all the interesting steps in but, my mind. But okay, I and and I I will admit that that is a movie I would probably enjoy watching. But can you imagine pitching that to the people that wanted to make the new Jurassic movie? <laughs> Stamp approved. Okay. Chris Pine is a politician. <laughs> um, okay, so how did they film this thing? Uh, okay, this is according to the wiki. Okay, but I believe it. Special effects supervisor Lonnie. Perister says mm-hmm. they couldn't afford to shoot Vanessa's perspective using green screen, so instead they came up with the crazy idea of painting the actors with glow-in-the-dark paint and shooting the scenes in the dark. The effect was intensified by offsetting the footage to create tracers and then reversing the image. It was supposed to tell the story that she sees the action before it actually happens, explained Lonnie. Mm-hmm. It was such a wacky idea, and it worked out really well. Interesting. So I think the idea is that... It's not that she sees movement. It's she sees the movement you're about, about to, to do. do. Interesting. Which is a lot to <laughs> bottle space right now. Wait, so he just has to be still for long enough that there's like a long enough period of like post stillness to your current stillness that she only sees stillness? But then the mo- the like the moment you are going to move, she's already known that. She already knew that. So and that's the- not how the scene played out uh, at It was all. a very Velociraptor sees their movement scene. Yeah. Yes. But also a little daredevil. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the idea of like, because she's not seeing anything. Mm-mm. And she made herself blind. Why her eyes look like that? She poured acid in them? Maybe. I figured something, something magic. 
She must have done some kind of magic. She thing. used a magic thing to make herself funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, those kids are the worst. Those kids. I okay. First of all, did you like those kids? No. Okay. Good. I had no like the stakes were so negative for me. I was like, I don't care what happens to these kids. I cared about Lindsay. I cared about his like morality. No, what totally. I was like, let oh. the kids die. I was like, oh no, Lindsay, don't let the kids die. You'll be so sad. <laughs> yeah. But there was a part where I laughed so hard because he was so useless in this scene. So oh, yeah. Angel's like, poop, 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 punch, 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 punch. And the kids are just sitting there and then it's all done. And then Lindsay like runs over and he's like, you're going to be okay. I was like, you're <laughs> useless. That was nothing. Those kids do not need that. And the kids didn't even react to Lindsay's yeah. hug. They're just no. like, uh. he, he hugs all three of them at once. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was like when they'd have to huddle for warmth in his tiny apartment with yeah. all his brothers and sisters. Uh, the, the the apartment where they they didn't have any shoes or toilets. Yeah, no shoes, no no toilets in their and apartment. Someone took their house, and there were. Yeah. I know he was trying, but like he kept being like, literally, they took the house. Like, no, they, they didn't, didn't literally. They, they didn't they kicked take you away. out of the house. They did, unless it was a trailer. They did not take it <laughs> anywhere. Uh-huh. But he was like, no, but that actually happens. It's and like, then. Eh. Two okay, there were five kids, and then two kids died of the flu. That's so which sad. is crazy. It happens though. So he must have been like poor. Yeah, no toilet, no toilet. <laughs> That's like, I mean, it was interesting. Is it also implies a non-city life? Yeah. Well, I think he is supposed to be rural, mm. but he never kind of slips back into that. I wish we could have seen like this little country boy. Uh huh. Um. But I actually, I the thing that he did say that resonated with me, this is kind of going back a little bit, but when he's talking about how he remembers seeing his dad, like, joking with the repo yeah. man and, like, feeling disgusted by that and, like, being like, God, I'm never going to be that much of a pushover because I certainly have, like, seen certain behaviors of my parents mm-hmm. and been embarrassed by, like, letting someone walk all over you and yeah. be, been like, God, like, have some fucking self-respect and then being like, I will never be like that. And I think yeah. that has like informed some of my negative behaviors mm-hmm. for sure. Cause I've been like very reactionary. And so I was like, Lindsay, I get it. <laughs> I get right. you, Lindsay. And, and I actually want to go back to something that you mentioned, Kelly, where like if Angel was better at listening instead of quipping about falling asleep, mm-hmm. if he had said, Look, Lindsay, I get it. Like, I, you know, my father, something, mm-hmm. something also yeah. about his past, and then just sort of like try to emotionally connect with Lindsay instead mm-hmm. of just being like look you're either evil or you're good and if you're yeah. evil you can just get out yeah well but the way Lindsay started that speech was talking shit on Angel's past yeah saying, like, that you is don't true. know. and I thought he was gonna go because he's like your dad was a silk trader and I was like are you going slave because I yeah. that's what I'm thinking yeah. I'm thinking you made some money uh, on the backs of Oof. people mm-hmm. but he didn't go there so I no. guess that was just my brain. But yeah, he I was... just think all rich British <laughs> and Irish people <laughs> probably <laughs> made money from slavery. No? Um, but yeah, it was... I do feel like Lindsay was looking for some sympathy. And Angel was like, no, I don't right. have that any. We're all mm-hmm. out for you today. And then I think like... And, and so in these past... Well, I, was, I wrote two episodes, but it's really three to four episodes mm-hmm. with Faith as well. We've had multiple characters make multiple different decisions faced with these, like, difficult choices. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, I can totally see where Lindsay's coming from. Like, to a certain extent, it's like, is what Gunn doing much better? Like, Gunn isn't doing it right now for moral reasons. He kind of just wants to stick it to vampires mm-hmm, yeah. and, and, and sort of be in danger. Mm-hmm. And, like, get them before they get him. Right. And also, when you look at it, too, like, 
even the like incidental good stuff that happens from guns like stuff is like a drop in an ocean and if you look at what like with Lindsay, he sees like okay i can either like stick my neck out and not really do that much good Mm -hmm. or like close my eyes to this kind of stuff and go live this like easy cush life and when I'm not seeing that suffering, it's not my suffering. So it's easy like to be like, okay, that's something else that's happening. And I'm like, yes, I'm like evil and I'm like yeah. going along with the evilness, but is being good doing that much good? And I think yeah. he doesn't see it as as worth it, obviously. Well, yeah. And I think it's not just a cush life, but it's also like it's positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one in Angel Investigations is being nice to Lindsay. No. no one's encouraging him. No one. It makes it. He's not part of that family. I mean, mm-hmm. when he when he came out and he was like, "Were you guys worried about me or something?" They were just like, "No, we thought you died." Yeah, and yeah. It it's like, really wow, hard. That's hard. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have like evil partner dude being like, you know, calling him son mm-hmm. and telling him he sees a path for him and telling him you I, he believes in him and like telling him there's a future for him here right. and that's really tempting too. Like, mm-hmm. it's hard to be alone in the world. Mm-hmm. Like it's much, it's much more comfortable to be with people who at least make you feel valued. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, and also, um, the his boss, I forgot his name. I always forget. He's Bernard from Lost, and okay. he's also the principal on Growing Pains. <laughs> well, so like when he sees him, is it like Harvard? Hold on, Harvey. Remember, he calls him by his first name. It's yeah, that, and he like is like, oh, you call no. me by my first name. But like he, I, I'm remembering that. What is it? It's Holland. Holland. That's oh, right. Yeah. Holland. So like Lindsay is like this whole time running away from a past where his father figure was a disappointment and mm-hmm. seen as weak. And he sees this guy Holland who is like, ha- like has control yep. of things and is moving forward and is giving him things mm-hmm. and is rewarding hard work. So and I would never let himself be humiliated. Never. Right. And in fact, would kill someone in order to appear strong. Yep. Yep. So I think he's like, wow, this dude is like, I wish he was my dad. And then, I mean, and this is probably going to get more and more complex as the TV show goes on, but his argument about where Wolfram and Hart fits in the grand scheme of prophecies mm-hmm. makes, you know, I'm not going to, like, we could go into morality. Yeah. And just, but, like, you know, if, if you believe that Wolfram and Hart has, a play, like, a part to play in these things, who are you to say whether or not that part is evil or good? It's and that's, evil. I think, his argument is that, like, look, we're just we're just doing what has already been prophesied um, and this I think comes up late, like in the next episode, yeah. more so. But is is that evil? I mean, I, I mean, think, I, yeah, yeah. I think that they see themselves as like maybe chaotic neutral. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's sort yeah. of what they were arguing. Like, yeah. what Holland would argue is we're just following what the prophecies mm-hmm. dictate. I, I think they also, and they lean hard on the metaphor of it, or it's pretty literal. Is they're also lawyers? That's like yeah. what lawyers do. You don't, yeah. you get a client, you serve your client as best you can. It doesn't matter if your client is evil or good. You're in a business of servicing that client at, to the best of your ability. So, right. like, I think there's also that part of it. Like, they are doing their job. They're serving their function. And whether that function serves good or serves evil is not their business. Mm-hmm. Which is why it probably would be hard to be a lawyer. Yeah. Um, or honestly, kind of just hard at any job. Any job in which you're servicing someone else and you're yeah. being paid to like 
service someone that could be good or bad. Yeah, I think yeah. moral. I mean, I'm in marketing. Moral things come up all the time. Like totally. Yeah, I feel totally. like they, I, we, you and I have talked about it. with your work. Sometimes that happens. Like mm-hmm. it, there are times where you have to draw a moral line. Sure. Yes. And it's not. And the you can't just go by what wants to pay you money because that's not going to give you that moral line. No. no. Although yeah. sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to make them pay me more. That's all right. I mean, no, sure. But I just I think that's it's true in every business. I think that Wolf the Wolfman Heart and Angel makes how it's true in in uh the law profession very clear. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um Okay, let's see. What else do I have here for anything more for blind date? I didn't have that many notes. I think I was just enjoying a lot of the episode. Yeah. And though I was there were a lot of long conversations with Ugh, so yeah. long conversations. I wrote the way that vamp runs around. There was like a vampire. The one in the lobby? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, when he's like, Wah! Well, but he also is like, it's so bright. It's so bright. it's so bright in there. He doesn't know if it's sunlight. He might burn up at any moment. He he thought oh that like God. the street toughs were gonna kill him. He's running around like a chicken with its head cut off. He's like running yeah. like crazy. It's, it's so almost funny. like he's in the plan. Yeah. I have expected him to like peel off his vamp face and be like, ha, it's me, uh, guys. It's it's Wally. Uh, the guy holding the torch. You know he'd be down. Oh, he would love uh, to do that. Um, I, I do wish they had, and while watching it, I thought they were going to lean in a little bit more on the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. like heistness of this, where I think if they would given it a little bit more time yeah. to sort of like, I mean, because like, it was pretty cool um, that, you know, Lindsay was distracting people and yeah. Angel was like breaking in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they kind of had to like speed it up. Yeah, I almost mm-hmm. wish the pace of it was like Lindsay shows up at Angel Investigations to the end of one episode. And then we could spend the whole next, which I guess they kind of do with Faith. But like we end with with uh, Lindsay showing up. And then next episode, we can just do the heist all episode. Right. Instead, we kind of had these bookends of other fluff. Okay, so do we want to get into the finale? Yeah. Guys, I cried at this finale. I cried too. It's so good. It's so good. Um. To Shanshu in LA. Yes. Is what does that mean? Well, so Shanshu means live and die. So to live oh. and die in LA. Oh, is that like? Did everyone know that? I only knew that after <laughs> really... he was like, oh, uh, ancient Sumerian actually has yeah. a more ancient yeah. root. Ah, Wesley. Yeah. Wesley is so good. Okay, that's um, a great title for an episode. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I've, that was great. I always think of Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Oh. Julie Newmar. Oh, I don't know that. Ryan Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, Wesley Snipes, drag queens on a road trip from that New York to LA. sounds awesome. Break down in a small town <gasps> where no one knows the drag queens. Yes. Oh! That sounds awesome. Yeah. I would totally watch it, that. It ages weirdly because it's <laughs> because and I don't know because like I was I my most of my knowledge of drag comes from Paris is Burning documentary and RuPaul's most Drag Race. But there's also this weird thing where I think being trans and being a drag queen get like weirdly conflated in the movie. Uh, and oh. I think at the time they probably just had to like break shit down for like mm-hmm. people like Ryan Mogi and Rockville, Maryland who didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if the movie has aged as well because like it does get weird. Well, and also, like, I mean, I would say that before drag became much more mainstream, mm-hmm. I think maybe there might have been more mixing. Sure. Maybe. Yeah. It's just so like there's weird parts, but it's it is charming because it's like about being yourself, but Aww. also like 
like one of the town folk kind of falls in love with John Lucas Lamo, and but he doesn't realize that he's in love that she's not she's not a woman. Oh, cute! Whatever. It's very it's like it's very sweet, and then ultimately, spoiler: you're never gonna watch it at the end. What no, I don't mind it. I don't years? mind if you spoil it, but I probably will watch okay, it. You, That's what my face is about. Again. Uh, the end, everyone just embraces. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and so like, it's just like, they're like, we love you. And like, I think maybe they, there might be a Thelma and Louise element. Like maybe they're wanted for murder or something. Okay. And so <laughs> in the end, they're like looking for, they're like looking for the guy. They're like looking for their like driver's license photo. And everyone's like, no, we've never seen that person. We have friends. We've like, mm-hmm. our girlfriends are here, but like, we don't know that person. Oh my gosh, that's uh, so it's very funny. Sweet. It's what, a very sweet movie. What's the what's the tone of the movie? Because I'm getting it, lighthearted right now. Um, it? It's like a, it's like, uh, uh, it's definitely got dramatic elements. Like mm-hmm. there's parts where you cry, but I would say it's like a, uh, a a romp okay. road trip movie okay. with heavier undertones. Cool. That's that sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it has nothing to do with to live and die in LA. <laughs> no. It, it, um. I will quickly say. Um, Cordy has a great opening, like chit chat, yes. and I really appreciated her also getting a nice moment to shine with her humor, which mm-hmm. is coming out as well. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's great in that episode, all the way through. Oh, I did also like so Dungeon Master dude shows up oh in god. his cape. Oh my god! And you're like, oh god! And he's just like, hey guys, want a friend? And then <laughs> when he is sitting on the couch and he's like. So yeah, so it's it's so great the way you guys live life. Like danger could walk in at any moment. And then all three of them look at the door. Like, because typically on Angel, yeah. that would be a cue for yeah. someone to come bust through the door. And they know now yeah. that if you say something ironic, watch out. But then nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. It was awesome. Um But I, again, why was he there? <laughs> why? 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 <laughs> I also wrote in all caps, how is that a news story? Why? Is his promote is Lindsay's promotion oh in have, the newspaper? I assume it was like the business section, and Wolferman Hart has a lot of pull. That's insane. Can you imagine opening the LA Times and seeing like uh, Gerardi and Keese just promoted this person to this? No, no, no way. Promoted to like to junior, junior partner. partner. Yeah. I think that if he what? took over, I think if like two law firms merged, or if like one person became the senior partner or the managing partner yeah, okay sure. or something maybe maybe depending on but how that's like in the... like a law review or something not in a in the la time like that was i was like slow news day also like it wouldn't say what his salary or that he how many his benefits he got like <laughs> that what was are you talking insane. about <laughs> yes what are you talking about okay um this is related to a conversation i had with my friend i wonder if you guys will agree with me this is a total digression but uh, we love this mm-hmm. um how do you feel about if Everybody knew everybody else's like salary. I think it in a specific workplace or in the world. In the world. So I mean, like, and I will say, like, you can look up governmental mm-hmm. employees yeah, right now, and that isn't an insignificant percentage of yeah. Americans. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, would it? Do you think that would cause like more problems or less problems if people were just open and honest about their finances? Maybe in in my world, I'd hope like. You could then be like, okay, like, uh, you're not like people could be more open to each other about their like savings and then their plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I could also see it going sour pretty quickly. I think there's a privacy concern, but I do think within a specific workplace, 
uh, it would make it so that uh, certain kinds of like inequities would be addressed, mm-hmm. like racial yes. inequities and gender right. inequities would just like have to be because you would need to justify the difference in in income. Right. I think, but it would be weird. It would be weird that like when you're doing your like pre Tinder date googling, you could find out how much someone makes. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of creepy. I but- think that if we lived in a world where everybody like like let's just say we snap our fingers and now it's like the norm where right. everybody yeah. uh it just you know you somehow. know or you can know i think you can know i guess i think because i'm not interested i don't want to like as soon as i see Fadel's face have like a terminator oh, thing pop sure. up in his income no I'm but not like interested. if you just like but i like, could let's say look we, it up. or if you, we lived in a world where you could without like fear of social backlash just be like mm-hmm. hey how much do you make and he would honestly answer yeah be like oh uh, this much money right um I think that would like cut a lot of the um I guess like coyness that people have with I think it would cut yeah, I think you're right. It would cut coyness. I think it would also make in like not just uh inequities um upon certain positions, but I think like if people really thought about and not to get into Bernie Sanders about it, but if people really thought about how much the one percent makes mm-hmm. and how it, it just I feel like income inequalities would just be so glaring. Mm-hmm. that it would be really hard for those people um, in the 1% to uh, justify it. Yeah. I think there would be, not that there would be like riots in the streets, right. but I think it would just be like, wait, how? why do you think you should make 2,000 times what I make? I mean, because yeah. I feel like right now what people do is try to like come out with like, edu- like people already try to figure out yeah. that kind of thing and they mm-hmm. try to use like educated guesses mm-hmm. and then if somebody purchases a home or something people immediately go to Zillow yeah. or something to figure yep. out how much that's worth so we're already in this sort of like half measure this is also coming from a person that just I'm terrible at like not telling people these kinds of things like <laughs> even in college oh, I'm pretty you, bad too in college like people would be like what grade did you get and whether it was like an A or a C yeah. I would just be like here it is like why the mm-hmm. hell would I hide it and it's the same with like if I'm having a conversation with you and I'm talking about money or my income or something, I will just within like three seconds be like, and this is how much I make is yeah. otherwise I'm going to have to start like making an effort to hide it. And no. I'm like, I don't this I don't this doesn't need to be hidden. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think there's like a difference between just being forthright. Right. And being braggy because I have had friends. And especially when it was like we were all leaving law school. Oh, yeah. That was some bullshit. Because I remember having a friend that was like, it made me feel like shit. Because I had a job where I was grossly underpaid. Right. Mm -hmm. For for being, it it was ridiculous considering the staggering amount of debt that I, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And my friend at the time was like, oh, I'm going to go interview for this job tomorrow. I mean, it only plays 150K. So I'm not going (laughs) to, obviously I'm not going to stay there, but it's a good place to start out. And I remember thinking, well, and no, I think I said to her, I was like, God, that's you sound disgusting. And yeah. she was like, What? And I was like, You just that's not, you sound terrible. And I was like, And guess what? I was like, I don't give a shit how much you make. And she yeah. was like, and like visibly deflated because yeah. she wanted me to be like, Wow, like that is, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's that's what I like. I worry that like things like that would happen. I guess I just want people to be like, you know, like, Oh, and I'm trying to save, like, here's how much I've been saving, like, mm-hmm. this is my salary, and then other people, like, I would love to hear my friends' opinions, I'd love yeah. to know how much they save, not because I'm, like, nosy, which separately I am, but, like, also <laughs> because, like, 
I just want to know like what I'm like, you know, how am I comparing to my peers? Like, sure. Should I be saving more? Should I not be like, where are we? Mm-hmm. And, but I guess it could lead to jealousy pretty quickly. I think it but would. But people, but people buy, are je- yeah. yeah, people are that way jealous anyway. About everything. And I think here's the thing that I would dislike about that world, but I already hate it in this world is I don't give I really don't give a fuck what anyone. Yeah, makes. I don't really care. I don't. I, I Money is one of the the most boring things to me in the world. Like I, you got to save, you got to have retirement, sure, you got to sure. do it. Like we can't, I can't opt out of money. Right. But I just do not care. So I think the people who do care would have like more fodder to talk about it. Mm. But like, I would still not be interested in those conversations and not necessarily yeah. like right, what's right. saying is like, uh, you know, like getting that kind of information is, I'm not saying that, but just more like, no comparing and yeah, contrasting. No, I wouldn't. Like, I would amassing wealth. Like I don't care. Yeah, or no, if you were like, okay, if someone was like, oh, I'm. This is like for me. It would be purely like how, not utilitarian, but like yeah. uh, it wouldn't be a social thing. It would be a functional thing. Where like if someone was like, oh, like I like bought this house, and if I were to be like, oh, how much do you make? And then I'd be like, how did you do that? Right. So that right. I can do right. That. That's, oh, that's exactly true. what I was 100%. thinking. Yeah. Every time someone who is like a peer of mine buys a house in my mind and not like in a not even like in a, a money way but honestly i'm like okay so what is your take home what yeah. percentage of that is your mortgage how long like i'm interested in that because i'm like i'm trying to like yeah exactly project yeah like can i do that right. okay like th- maybe i can do it this way and like do whatever right but, but i don't think i would look i think if we could look up everyone's salary i don't think that i would have at this point in my life have looked up your salary yeah no. if, if if we lived in that world i yeah. know that there are people I feel like there are people that we both know who would know both of our salaries. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there are people who would do that all the time. Well, and but actually, I just don't think I would. You know it. what? I wouldn't do it for like my friends. But uh-huh. like if there is someone that's always like being like, oh, I'm so rich, blah, blah. I'm yeah. like, how much you fucking make? And I'd like look uh, up. Oh my God. If someone stiffed me on a bill, like Ooh, I would yeah. look up how much they make. And then what if I found out they made like 16K? Then you'd be like, I'd be like feel oh. bad. But then, yeah, then <laughs> but you'd you be like, know. it's fine. But also, yeah. we can't go out together anymore because I can't afford to pay for your food all the time. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> or we'll just go out when I can afford, mm-hmm. which is like right. occasionally. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, I will buy you dinner. But it's like, yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, whenever someone starts to be like, oh my god, like, what's the difference if someone's like, man, I had a really good like, at, like uh, when someone that we both know was like, uh-huh. oh, like I got a big job with Hyundai. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucking dope, awesome. Yeah. Like, right. that's really great. So, like, that kind of thing where it's, uh-huh. like, sharing an accomplishment is one thing. Oh, 100%. And I'm not saying I'm bored by other people's successes. But, but yeah, yeah. If someone's like, um, oh, like, I'm, I made, like, I, I'm making this much money now. Like, I'd be like, okay. Like, I'm yeah. good for you. You care about that. Yeah, if it's, it's a bragging yeah. contest that I'm in no way interested. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was mostly just kind of, like, where I've been in conversations where, like, people have had to, like, kind of go around yeah. and say things obliquely where I'm like, I, like... Either talk or don't talk, but like I think it would be healthier if everybody kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, I think it's a similar things. way of like people's clothing size sometimes because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. people will That's talk around one. that too. Yeah. And that one you can kind you can like make a guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can make a guess where people's <laughs> like, salaries pretty. Yeah, yeah. So, but I feel like you can like people will also talk around that. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, so it was interesting when you mentioned grades because I never thought ever that was. Is that rude? In law school, it is. Yeah, and you know, like in in college, it, some of my friends wouldn't wouldn't you know, and it was a mildly competitive atmosphere, yeah. so people just wouldn't talk about those things. But oh. the thing is, those things always ended up coming out. Yeah, so I remember in law school we were like graded against each other, yeah. so it's like everything's on a curve. Uh-huh. So the person that just did the best got a plus asterisk. Okay, and they would list, but by like student number, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but like you would know like. 
basically there was one guy who pretty much always got a plus asterisk like uh-huh. on everything um and now he i mean he bought a house like from his summer associate job like That's he awesome. like is really wealthy and successful now but like i remember i mean i i did like average okay <laughs> in law school like pretty pretty strong average but i remember like whenever grades came out mm-hmm. people would like kind of be like oh like i mean like how if you don't mind me asking like how much like how, yep. how did you do yeah and then, of course, the news would spread like wildfire. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like when people can't wait to tell you their board scores. What's like, board score? Oh, like your SAT score, your ACT score, oh, your LSAT yep. score. Mm-hmm. And it's like, one, it's not a measure of a person. No. No. Just like money isn't. Yeah. yeah. Like for me, and or like um, even like where you went to college or like how um, like quote like edu- higher educated you mm-hmm. are, like means nothing to me. I'm like, if you drive with me, then we're cool. But I can yeah. usually tell within five minutes if you're someone worth talking to. Oh, man. And that's just from a conversation. So We've talked so many more than five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've talked much, way more. Um, yeah. Those kinds of, like, stats. I don't think – yeah. I guess it would – even the conversation in a lot of ways. And I think it would drop certain stigmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's sort of like – Yeah. Because, like, how many times in the past year or two have we read about – um, female actors finding out mm-hmm. like how much their male counterparts were making and it was like obscenely more yeah. and then they've demanded and like that's I think I mean that's great and and hopefully if things were more open um, that would help but I, I do also know that uh, some firms have tried to do this and mm-hmm. some startups have and I think sometimes it just hasn't done very well I think yeah I think the problem is is that it's existing in that space but not everywhere right yeah. so that's kind of a it's hard. Yeah. I, it's it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> money, money, money. Um, I also wrote, remember Penny Saver? Uh-huh. I still get a value pack. I get a value pack, too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I laughed so hard. So, you know when, like, Kate comes up and those cops are like, yeah, spooky, whatever. Yeah. The, one of the cops, the look on his face is so funny. As she walks away, he looks like he's about to be like, do you think we were like too hard on her? Like his <laughs> the look on his face is so funny. I I wrote down I like Kate so much more when she has to deal with those like mm-hmm. white boy jerk cops. Yes, I was like because they're such jerks and they're yeah. so like they so are the patriarchy. I was like, yeah, all yeah. right, Kate, I'm on your side. No, for five I was minutes. on her side for that. Oh. The second she comes on screen with Angel, she's, she's such a bitch. She's terrible. I, I I'll be honest. The moment we saw her, the moment I wrote, <laughs> Kate is back. Why, God, yeah. why? Yeah. And I, I think I screamed it at the television. Yeah. I was like, no, this is the, you don't need her in this no. finale. Don't, she's not <laughs> necessary. I was like, I couldn't really remember yeah. how things ended up with her. So I was like, does she die? I was like, maybe right. she dies. It's fine. Maybe if she dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, good. Like, she, and, just because like oh her character, yeah. we've spent so much time and it hasn't paid off. Nope. No. And when she's like, okay, when she's like yelling at Angel and she's like, you're not a person. I was like, first of all, that's fucking rude. Yeah. Angel is a person. But then when she's like, um, vampires who killed my father or did you forget? I was like, nobody forgot. Nobody <laughs> forgot. Stop thinking everybody forgot. You're so boring. Go away. She's I- really boring. I do. Okay. I will say after the explosion, when mm-hmm. she again is being a jerk to Angel for no reason, when mm-hmm. his house literally just exploded, she's like, "You're a suspect." With his friend in it, I know. I know. Like you think Ugh. he might have exploded his own house? Shut up! But her makeup 
looks great. Yeah, she looks, looks like really an extra good. from Monster High. Yeah, she looks <laughs> she so looks like, good. It's like zombie. She like yeah. Ophelia. She could play Ophelia with that makeup. She looks. She looks great. really good. She looks great, and her hair looks great. Yeah, she just generally looks. If really you're good. gonna never see her again, this is the right way to see mm-hmm. her. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, and this is. I don't want to be like poking holes in in this world. Uh. No, but like, <laughs> how how does how does Wesley survive this? I have no idea. Like, just like I was the powers that be. I was powers expecting. Okay, fine, thanks. I was expecting <laughs> him to be like in like at least a corner, like some mm-hmm. sort of like He's maybe like, oh. like a safe. Or, you know what I mean? Like some sort yeah, of like in a safe. <laughs> <laughs> or like in the weapons closet. Or like in the weapon. Like just something yeah. to explain how he survived a fireball of. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> and just looks a little bit scuffed up. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't really in very bad shape. Well, he had his like skin was a little pink because it was a little bit burned. <laughs> yeah, he did a little scratches, little pinky, oh, pinky so skin. Um, um, okay, can we talk? And this might be an LA minute situation. Oh, sure. Or not our sunset. We'll see how we feel. Okay. About it. Um, where the f is that farmers market? I, I was like, I was like, is this Pomona? Like, what? Where <laughs> is this? <laughs> she drove really far away, and also those art supplies are like. Worse than the art supplies you get at Joanne's. Yeah. No, seriously, like, those were there was something bad. artisan about that farmer's no, market. No, so for some very odd reason, and I've only been to the USC campus maybe twice in uh-huh. my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I went there once for like the book fair, okay. and it kind of felt like oh, the felt USC like campus. Oh, okay, and, it very well could have been. And or I was like, is this supposed to be Santa Monica Boulevard? It seemed uh, like maybe because there was something because there was a guy in like silver. Like yeah, that's true. and that's a Santa Monica Boulevard staple. You know what I think it was? I think they filmed somewhere LA adjacent. Yeah. Because you know how they sure. like to do that. And I yeah, think they were just like, true. I don't know. It like it was like orange or okay, something. Okay, so like do we somewhere. but do we have Farmer's Mark Rex? Um What's your favorite one? I usually go to either the one that's right by me on s- Saturdays or Sundays. Saturdays. There's one on Saturdays and Tuesdays. Um, the Silver Lake one I like. Cool. Um, and then the one in Los Feliz is on Sundays, but I haven't been to it in a long time. Yeah, I like the Hollywood one, but I don't get to go. I've I'm never here. been to the Holly- I Hollywood like it a lot. one. It's supposed to be one of the best ones in LA. Yeah, there's great fresh food, uh, fresh like produce, yeah. and also like like food, like mm-hmm. hot food. Great drinks, great atmosphere. Yeah, cool artisans. Like, I, I really go. like it, but I'm here every Sunday morning oh, now. I know. How, how late before? does it go until one o'clock? Ugh, I know. We could go. We could go before. I've actually sometimes been like maybe I'll text Kelly, but usually we're watching our episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you have a favorite farmers market? Okay, bottle? so uh, I buy I buy most of my produce online. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so I just like I have like I do like the boxes. I so I do. Blue Apron primarily. So it's been like, I think maybe a year and a half in which I've been doing them. And so um, they make, they make like, like economic sense or just like rational Mm -hmm. sense. If you're going from like eating out every meal Mm -hmm. to not eating out every meal, which is Mm -hmm. where I was coming from. Mm -hmm. I think it's still a lot more expensive than if you actually like made the time to go and and buy your own stuff and figure out your own um, food, like meals for the week. But for someone like me who's just honestly lazy, like I'm just not gonna lie about it. Um, it does force me to eat in and that that has been really helpful in my life. Mm-hmm. Um and I get to cook a little bit more and I feel more yeah. comfortable in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. At some point you would imagine like I think the idea behind Blue Apron is like a blue apron is like a beginner chef, and so then like mm-hmm. you kind of like 
that implies like a moving on. Yeah. Which yeah. I think like I've gotten a lot more comfortable in the kitchen in the past year. I could probably move on pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now it's literally just laziness that's stopping me. Yeah. And, like having to plan my meals in advance and having mm-hmm. to go pick up because like before that, what I would do is go to Trader Joe's and get like frozen meals. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then be like, oh look, I ate at home. And it's like, no, yeah. you didn't. Like yeah. that's terrible for you, probably. <laughs> yeah. So much sodium. So much sodium. So much sodium. Oh my so god. So much sodium. So okay, so blue apron. Uh-huh. Silver Lake and Hollywood Farmers Market. Yeah. Hot I tips. yeah, hot tips. I usually for my cooking just like get certain staples and then usually I'll be like, mm, I'll see what I can make with these things. Yeah. It's usually just eggs and cheese and beans mm-hmm. and greens. Yeah. And that's like a, some. Some kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I I'm not mush. that good at improvising. I really prefer to follow a recipe. Like I don't have that. Like some cooks are just like, oh, just like feel the magic of the kitchen. Right. And like, <laughs> no, I'm like, I, I will take the ingredients. I haven't figured out a recipe that works for them, but I am not a. I'm not um, off book. I don't. I, it turns out bad half the time. Whereas <laughs> I make a recipe, at least someone else tried this before. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll make a fried egg. Like, I will. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not. I can make simple things, but no, I. I don't just like throw it all in a pan and go with my gut. Like, no. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I have a couple oh, of friends. I usually who are like, do that. I'm like, oh, I, it uh, ends up crap for me. It ends up. Yeah. It ends up not tasting good half the time. So well, what's I the just point? like for me because I know. I know what flavors I like. Mm-hmm. It pretty much almost is like a recipe because I'll be like, okay, I know I'm going to want some salt and I'm going to want mm. some fat and I'm going to want some sour. And that's like the flavors that I'm going to want. Okay. So then I'll just be like, mm, what kind of sour do I have? I have vinegar and I have lemons. So yeah. like that'll work. But I mean, I just mostly eat mush all day. Yeah. All I eat is mush. <laughs> Different varieties of mush. Mush foods. Mush foods. Mm, uh, okay. At, at least you don't eat it uh, out of a soup container just filled with blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. true it could yep. be worse and could I, be worse yeah and I also drink a lot of green smoothies which are kind of like what do I feel that's the oh, closest to I love oh, that's smoothies. but I always make sure there's fruit in there so it always tastes good it's fine um, can we talk about how so for a second I was like man Kate is just like this mean woman that's so uncharismatic and I was like maybe like mean ladies are just not portrayed well but then Layla or Lila mm-hmm. is such a charismatic mean yeah. lady she just didn't know what to do with Kate. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there's an excuse for her beyond they just didn't know what they were doing. I mean, Kate isn't, didn't start off as a mean person. No. No. She was like she, gruff. She, yeah. She was supposed to be Angel's counterpart, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. initially. And it's just like, I mean, yeah. It yeah. Just never worked out. Also, um, there's some weird Star Wars stuff in this episode. Because <laughs> like the demon guy looks like Darth oh, Maul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then someone gets their hand chopped Chopped off. off. Yep. I recently watched a supercut of all the lightsabers chopping things off on Facebook. (laughs) There were like 14 and a half hands. (laughs) 14 and a half hands. Uh What happened to the half hand? I don't know, man. It was just like dangling or was it half a hand? I'm not sure. Okay. That's a great question. That's that's fine. Um, Yeah. And and in that scene, because I knew that that Lindsay's hand was going to be chopped yeah. off. I was like watching very carefully. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love that right before that, he was like, uh, Lindsay was like, um, something sever your connections. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, uh oh, is your hand going to get chopped off right now? And it yeah. did. Like, no hesitation. Angel yeah. was just like, oh. oh, I see what you're doing. Like, just yes. cut it off. Could not believe it. Which also like has this thing of like, I think as much as he tried to play it, because it was so funny when they were like, Shanshu means you're dying. And he's like, not reacting. And everyone's like, Oh, I guess he doesn't really care. And it's like, no, dude, he's mm-hmm. Angel. 
He's angel. He's an iceberg. Like he cares so much. He cares so much. He chopped off a human's hand mm-hmm. so he wouldn't yeah. lose the prophecy. Like mm-hmm. he cares a lot. Like mm-hmm. they're they're treating him like he just doesn't want anything. I was like, Angel doesn't want anything. What are you talking but, about? But you guys, just to go back a little bit, the scene where Cordy tries to just like feed him a donut. Yeah, that's like my favorite scene of maybe these three yeah. episodes. That was so cute. First of all, both Cordy and Wesley seem to just have like a like a hankering for donuts that I've never yes. seen in human beings and before. They keep grabbing donuts, taking one bite, putting them down. Grab another donut, take one bite, put it down. When Wesley ate Cordy, Cordy's donut, I was like, oh, yeah, no. yeah. And then there were more in the yeah, box. Yeah, there were just more. And it, so it was like endless donuts. I could not believe he ate her donut. No, who does oh, that? Who does that? So and then he's like, oops. And I'm like, you know oops. what you were doing. You it, know was, what I it, had, it had like, it was partially consumed. Yeah. It wasn't like, you actually grabbed somebody else's like like glass of water. Yeah, yeah like, no, it was bitten and then pulled apart and then bitten again. And he was like, "Oops, like, why was he taking it from her? Why did he take it out of her hands?" I don't you know. Didn't like what she was saying. Uh, Maybe there's a secret sub episode happening where the donuts oh are like God. a drug. Oh, well, that would be amazing. They 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 fed Faith donuts earlier in mm-hmm. this. It's true. In this um. They eat donuts a lot in the show. Yeah, mm. coffee and donuts. This is this is definitely like reminding me that the eating styles of the early two thousands weren't <laughs> the healthiest. What's your guys' favorite donut place? Ooh, I really don't eat donuts very often. Me neither, if ever. Like, mm, I had donuts from that place. All right, let me think about it. Okay, I like. There's just one place called Romero's Chicken mm-hmm. and Donuts, mm-hmm. and it's just rotisserie chickens. Oh, that sounds great. With like, you can get them in burritos or whatever, and then they also have donuts. But they had this buttermilk donut that's really good, and I am not a sweets person. And this donut, and they have these huge apple fritters. So their big things are apple fritters and buttermilk, uh, old fashioned donuts. So I, that's my place. Um, can you get the chicken, uh, in the donut? Can you get like a chicken and donuts? Oh, no, it's just chicken. Okay, so it's not like a chicken and waffles. And also donuts. It's not chicken and waffles. Thing. It's chickens and also donuts. Because I I love chicken and waffles, and I feel like chicken and donuts could also be really good. good. You know what it might be? It might be one of those perfect salty sweet combinations where you just keep going till you die. Because like you never get tired of one flavor. You're just Maybe going back and forth. Well, they're not buffets, right? No. So you, you just, just keep like ordering. ordering. No, you're going <laughs> to stop. Ryan, you don't get it. Ryan, you don't get it. You don't get it, Ryan. You don't get it. You don't get it. such thing as bottomless donuts. Bottomless chicken and donuts. Um, no, What's my thing plate? is, okay, I don't really eat donuts. She doesn't eat donuts. Like, I like them. I just, when am I going to go out and buy a fucking donut? Yeah. Uh, but whenever I go to Dallas, mm-hmm. I go to Hypnotic, and I love their donuts. Really? Yeah. I, I think it's uh, my friend Kayser's there. She uh, enables me. But... Mm. Yeah, so I will eat donuts on vacation. I guess that's mm-hmm. what it is. Donuts on vacation. Donuts on vacation. What a great team name. We're donuts on vacation. <laughs> Do we dress like donuts? Do we wear sprinkles? <gasps> we wear sprinkles, but then also a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Flip flops and sprinkles. Mm-hmm. That's also a name of our. That's the name of our first album because we're also mm-hmm. a band. We're a band. Oh, great. We're a co- funny music band. Um, yeah. Cool. Last um, night, half of uh, the improv team that. Fottle and Iron formed a band in front of us and didn't invite us to be in the band. That is true. <laughs> oh my god, rude. <laughs> so rude. Wait, so wait, I mean, thought... They were definitely the three most musically talented of our crew. So like it was the three you would expect. Right. But also we were left in the cold. 
Aww. I thought you got co. I tried to get in, and then I tried to like mix it with our with Boink One Eighty Two, our Blink One Eighty Two mm-hmm. cover band. And I does think that exist at all? In theory, okay. We sang a little <laughs> last night. Oh well, okay. <laughs> uh, and we also just added a bunch of other pop punk songs that will also be in our repertoire. Mm. But I think the real the uh, the three guys who decided to be in a band in front of all this very rudely may actually become a band. I feel mm. like you, you think so. I think they will get a rehearsal space, and they were talking about like a rehearsal space and doing it. And this is uh shout out to Joe, but Joe was talking about it and like Well, I, I think don't... Pa- if Patrick booked a space, is okay. Joe not gonna show up? No, no, if Patrick booked it, Joe will show up. But if Joe's not gonna book a space by himself. He has like he has like fourteen other projects he's currently working on. Guys, we all have projects. We got so many projects. So many projects. Right, I don't even need to be projects. in this band. I will go to all the I shows. mean, I wasn't invited. Uh which is fine because I'm tone deaf. Um, no, but I decided you could be like the sly from uh, from California Dreams. You'll be like our manager. Aww, right? Wouldn't you be a good manager? You'd be a good manager, Foddle. Thanks. Um, did you You're guys know this? Man. The I, yeah, the boom falling into the frame again. No, I'm not looking for booms, girl. I missed it. I where was this? Because I think I might have seen it. It was in the office. Okay, yeah, and I think it was Angel and Cordelia. This happens a lot in this show. It I never saw, happens in Buffy. It always happens. I this saw show. a sleepy boom operator. <laughs> I saw it, and I just remember thinking, "Oh, I," because you guys talked about it in like yeah. a previous previous podcast, and I was like, "I'm," I was excited that I, yeah. I, I, was like, I saw it. like a flash, and I was like, "I think that's yeah. what Kelly was talking about." Yeah, it happens again here. Um, but uh, can, yeah, so Cordy at some point goes enough with the scratch and sniff visions. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Great. Great job, oh, Cordy. But, and God, her when she's getting all oh, of those so visions. She was that performance so good. was so good. I, that's part, one of the place where I cried. Yeah, I cried. It was so powerful. It was just so when, good. When she's just like catatonic and just crying, so I was like, I, I cried there. And then when Angel, when she wakes up and she like looks over and she just says, Angel. And I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. I, I cried. And then yeah. like it like far away. It's like all three of them yeah. holding hands. It's very cute. It was very sweet. The- <laughs> I will say the physicians, when Angel goes, no medicine will help her, pretty quickly went, okay. I know. They're like, I mean, I guess, if you say so. (laughs) Random stranger. There's like demons in that LA. Like, I'm sure that they get, they're like, all right. Oh, this is like a demonic sickness. Um, I did, yeah. Or even when she said we're family at the end. Oh, I loved that. I loved that. Um, Yeah. Cordelia definitely gets like a surprise arc in this mm-hmm. episode because you don't see it coming no and then she has this traumatic experience that changes her mm-hmm. and deepens her in a way that i think she was on that path already yeah. but now i think she's not going to be thinking about money in the same way that she has been. i mean even right. even when she was in, and we read um at the beginning of this episode um we read that like short clip about her and I hated considering that. Like, considering prostitute. prostituting herself. Or sh- it's really, she's but, calling it prostitute, but, but it's really just being uh, a sugar baby. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's all it is. Sugar you know. models. Sugarmodels.com. But I also <laughs> thought, you know, she, she wasn't serious then either. Mm-hmm. No. And I think, you know, if you think about the arc that she's taken this season, it's probably like Angel's had an arc, but I don't think it's anywhere close to Cordy's mm-hmm. arc yeah. of like leaving and coming to LA. You know, leaving Sunnydale, Sunnydale, coming to LA, and then having like one of the first people you really connect to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she goes from being like queen bee 
to realizing right. that she doesn't matter mm-hmm. right to ha- like being close to um Doyle having yeah. him die and right. then being tasked with like a greater destiny right. yes and then fully understanding that destiny in this episode yeah i think yeah. that's like such a huge and accepting her place i think yeah. like because she would make jokes about, like, if you don't see me, I'm married to some dude and I'm never going to mm-hmm. see right. you again. And, like, she's not going to make jokes like that anymore. Like, Mm-mm. she's, these yeah. are her people. This is her right. life. Like, she's very fully in her life now, mm-hmm. which and, is great. And she's learned how to share an apartment. I mean, with mm-hmm. a ghost. ghost. But, yeah. But, yeah, but she's mm-hmm. like, I thought she could be a good roommate. She, yeah, she seems like a pretty nice roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we go, I have to say maggot face. Gross. Oh. So, so gross. So, like, oh. It was cool, but gross. It was cool, but gross. Yeah. Um, We should introduce Faddle. I know. <laughs> but we were going to do that at the end. Oh, and then just... Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what Ryan thought in okay. her mind. But we could do it now. <laughs> no, we can do it um, at some point. It's just that someone's coming in at 12. No, I know. So yeah. we got to wrap up. Mm-hmm. So I said maggot face. Maggot huh? face. Uh, any other big move? I mean, we talked about Darla. I feel like uh, we have so much to talk about with Darla that I don't know that we can even start right now. Well, right, because we haven't seen anything. Just she's yeah. just we see a woman with Darla's face in a box, scared. Mm-hmm. Right. That's all we have right now. Yeah. And I'm excited for what that means for the next yeah. season because I fucking love Darla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I think that's going to be a really fun. Okay. So should we do highs and lows of the season? Sure. Okay. Do you want? Does everyone want a second to think about what their highs and lows are? Yeah. Well, I would say one of my highs is actually this episode. I thought yeah. this episode was fucking awesome. This was mm-hmm. a really cool episode that um, was like really every character was like really extensively explored, and I felt for all of them there. Okay, what's your low? Give me a second for the low. Really? Well, Ryan, what's oh your low? the demon that like cuddles people from behind and like shoots through into their. I feel like the low oh. is like the most obvious thing in America. What? Okay. Maybe I blocked it. What Maybe. does it be? Okay. So the high of this season for me is watching these people go from estranged people that they knew before mm-hmm. to being a family. Okay. Right. So like that arc is what I love about this season. My low is Kate. Oh, oh generally. Oh, just, oh, just I was, generally. I was picturing we were like episodes moments. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kate is a definite low. Oh, Kate God, is the low. Yes. She just okay. like sucks the... I didn't say episode. So that, like, yeah, okay, for hot. me, the episode where everyone's too emotional because there's so much oh, Kate. Yeah, that, that was a mess for me. That was a mess. I and just didn't like her in it. Ugh. That's all. I've, that's my general feeling about Kate. Is just like. Ugh. I mean, yeah. Again, when I saw Kate in this season finale, I screamed at my television, yeah. and it's no fault of the actress who who mm-hmm. does a fine, like a good job. Mm-hmm. It's like just a horrible character to play, yeah. mm-hmm. and and her father like. Who, oh my god! Who shed a single tear when he died? No, well I, she did. Well she, she did. But shed like, so many tears, <laughs> screaming yeah, tears. His character was lame. Okay, highs and lows. Um, I think one. So one of the highs of the season for me, and this is, and I don't know if you guys talked about this because this that episode hasn't come out yet, which is the episodes right before these. Yes. Mm. Um, but when Angel and Buffy were talking. Um, not all of it was great, but when Angel was like, look, here's the thing is like, this is my town. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you're not in my life. We had this yeah. agreement. And I was like, and he was like, good for you that you can move on. I can't. And I'm just going to yeah. be here. And yeah. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I really did appreciate it because. Yeah, it, it it's sort of like 
we talked about Mopey Angel mm-hmm. before, and and I I feel like he's finally moving on mm-hmm. and, and and sort of accepting his place in the world, um, without Buffy, and and that's I understand very painful, but yeah. I I do appreciate that he stood up and he just said like this is my town. You didn't come here because you were worried about me. I'm always in danger. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you came so here because of faith. And I was like, why? Yeah. Because yeah. it was no, so that true. That was like a high of my life. That was yeah. Great. That was really good. Um. So, uh, plug time. Bottle, <laughs> do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Um. No, you can, I guess, follow me on Twitter if you want to at Fadal Saudi. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly just retweeting political stuff right now. Also, if this comes out before the elections, go vote. Yeah, go vote, man. Yeah, go vote. Um, and if it comes out after the elections, don't forget that you need to vote some places every year and definitely every other year. Mm-hmm. So don't only vote every four years. Mm-hmm. And and like if you can, mail-in ballots are very easy to do, and they take minutes. So, I did mine already. Yeah. I mailed mine in. Yeah, I have not mailed mine in, but I'm gonna go ahead. Great. Yeah. Great. Good job. I promise. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Thank you so much for coming, Fadal. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Fadal. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's always a pleasure having you on. Thanks.